put me in coach. Hey, hey. we're some nerds. We have a podcast. Welcome. Mm-hmm. Are we just like going in hard, um, hard and fast and cold? I'm yeah, I'm ready. Hard, Ow. fast, cold, in, out, go, edit, record, <laughs> upload, we're do- go. We're doing this dry. <laughs> oh, no, we're not dry. We got oh, that drinks with All right, let's. We need to. Well, these are this. these levels are maxing out. Do we do a sound test? I'm like, I we did, did do a sound, sound test, test but... and you maxed out the levels when you spoke directly into the microphone. Yeah, when I spoke directly into the microphone, but I'm sitting a good foot away, and I'm still. It's Whatever. because you're a very loud person. I'm a very loud person. Okay. Um, and I'm the we very can, loud if, person. Do you want me to bring your levels down? You might want to bring Which my one levels. of these knobs belongs um, to you? Or you want to I'm not sure. Follow my cable. Well, while Alex is figuring that out, um, this very loud person who you're currently listening to is Nick. Oh, I'm, oh. I'm Elise. <laughs> and I'm Alex. <laughs> um, we're some nerds. We have a podcast. I said that already. Um, listen. Look. Listen. Listen. Um, look around you. Look around you. Uh, what do you see? Do you see Fallout? Because I saw Fallout, and I was not expecting to see Fallout. Because that game came out a year ago, and I like I thought would immediately fall into like obscurity. Fallout seventy six. Fallout seventy six. And it did. And have you have either of you heard about what has happened in the last forty eight hours in yes. Fallout seventy six? I have. Elise, did you hear about this? No, and I'm sure I don't care. In fact, did you want to talk about this too? Well, you talk about what you know, and I'll talk about oh. if I know something else. Okay, well, yeah, because something else happened today, yeah. <laughs> which is one of the reasons I'm glad that we, mm-hmm. we're recording this late. I'm kind of glad because there's there, there are late developments in the world of Fallout 76. So, Fallout's a great game. I, I love the Fallout games. I was, I, I was kind of a latecomer to them. I really like 3, and I really like New Vegas. Um... And one of the things that I really appreciate about Fallout, Elise, is that these games, they critique capitalism in a really funny and clever way. And then Fallout 76 came out, which was a broken dollar mess, a broken down mess that they charged $60 for. Um, and things kept happening in that game, and it kept breaking more. And they tried to fix it, and the fix, like, everything that, everything that got said about that game for, like, Three months, I feel like, was just sad and hilarious at the same time. Like, the $80 rum that was just cheap-ass rum in a plastic bottle that they sold with Fallout branding on it. Um, uh, the the nylon, the, the, the canvas bags. Oh, that, that turned out to be nylon that, bags? they nylon bags. That, and then they gave in-game currency that couldn't even buy the in-game canvas bag that you could get in the game. Mm-hmm. Um... And then it went away for a bit. And oh, and then the thing got hacked. Then it got hacked. Yeah, yeah, it got hacked. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> random people started getting Fallout customers like addresses and credit card numbers. Like they started sending them they out. They hacked to, themselves. They thing. hacked themselves. Yeah, just random people got that. Um, and then recently, I don't. You, this, you probably hadn't heard this one. I didn't bring it up on the podcast because it wasn't really Bethesda's fault. But there was a replica um, helmet. That got released on the market that was being made by a third-party manufacturer that had possibly deadly molds growing inside of it. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like all of these things with capitalism. And then within the last 48 hours, the cherry on top. Mm -hmm. So this broken-ass, ugly game that after a year everyone has lost interest in that like completely derailed all the hype for this series that had been building for years and years and years. They announced that they would... Uh, that they were adding in new content. 
Uh, and at first, that content was, um, well, we're going to add new stories content. We're going to add characters and NPCs. And that was a lot of people's criticisms about the game. And that got pushed back to next year. But this year... Starting right now. This year. Starting right now. Right now. You can pay Bethesda $100 a year for this game that you already spent $60 on. To get a premium server yes, for pre- just you and your friends. Premium server for you and your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in-game, uh, an allowance of in-game currency. Wait, but do you and each of your friends have to pay $100 a year or can you share the $100? I'm not sure. But I but but the person who pays the hundred dollars gets access to a private server. They get access to I think it's nine people. I don't remember. No. They get access to an allowance of the in-game currency every year or every month. They get access to a premium skin and a storage box where you can keep all your items. Because right now there's a limited amount of items you can have in the game. Like you can store on your character. So if you pay this hundred dollars a year. They'll store your items for you. That sounds like a, you know, if you play this game, I guess still that you know that sounds like something pretty useful. And what are they calling this thing? I can't remember. They're calling it Fallout First. Fallout First. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you buy, so Elise, you need to hear this. Oh God. Because this is where that's not the bad part. That was bad. Because it's like, all right, sixty dollars. I don't care. No, but we're, we're talking about this because this game is the perfect. But the point that I was making earlier with the uh, this game being a uh, satire of, of capitalism, they have brought that satire into the real world by becoming a terrible product that they're asking you to pay more and more for. So this $100 a year subscription service where you can, they'll store your items, guess what? What? It deletes your items. Oh, joy. The people who had decided, who have stuck around with this terrible game for a year and was like, yeah, I'll throw a hundred extra dollars a year at this terrible game. They bought it, they put their items in the box, and the box ate their items. That sounds hilarious. It's That's capitalism. Um, so you did not bring up the thing that I thought you were going to oh, bring up. Oh, what was the other thing? So they announced this, this new thing called Fallout First. Yeah. Before reserving the IP for anything called FalloutFirst.com. I didn't hear that part of the story. So I'm going to bring up or ask you to bring up FalloutFirst.com. Oh my god. Which... Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> someone has managed to claim and make their own. Oh my god, that's And I amazing. think we might want to bring a uh, uh, bring back an old favorite, which oh is... Oh my god. Which is the uh, Some Nerds Have a Podcast reading series. Oh my god, yes. Okay, so so the very first thing, if you go to falloutfirst.com, mm-hmm. the very first thing you see is a pit boy holding a golden ticket that says, first member, fucked. <laughs> and then it says, Fallout, fuck you first. Uh, and they have a whole bot- bunch of copy, uh, copy written here. Let's see, private worlds, scrap boxes, and more. Coming, spelled C-U-M-M-I-N-G. The sex tent. (laughs) The sex kind. uh, To Fallout 76 with Fallout Fuck You First. Ever since Fallout 76 launched, we have consistently done nothing to improve and evolve the experience based on your shitty feedback. That's why we're excited to launch Fallout Fuck You First, a premium premium ass-pounding membership that should be hyphenated. Um, A premium ass-pounding membership that offers something dumbass players have been asking for since before launch. 
private worlds for you and select <coughs> friends. So we decided to put it behind a paywall. In addition to this huge feature, a fall Fallout Fuck You First also includes a host of pointless items and cult bonuses, all of which you can find in my foreskin. And the best part? Fallout Fuck You First is available to screw you right now. What's included behind the Fallout Fuck You First paywall? Membership benefits. Private worlds. Play in a private world exclusively exclusively for you and up to seven friends. Seven. Eight people total on this thing. Yep. Scrap box. Unlimited storage for crafting components in your own new scrap box container. Okay, this is the actual this is the actual copy, it looks like. Mm -hmm. um, so Adams, the Ranger Armor outfit, um, icons and em yeah, icons and emotes. That's another thing that you can get. Um, private Worlds! This shitty community has been begging for the ability to play alone in Private Worlds since before the launch of Fallout 76, like what a Fallout game should be. And we begrudgingly announce that they are coming to the game with Fallout Fuck You First. If you're a Fallout Fuck You First slave, how you use your Private World is completely up to you, as long as we allow it. Invite up to seven of your non-existent friends at a time, eight total people per Private World, to join you while we screw you over with our pay-to-win system, or play completely solo. We know you like it like that anyway. All, com all gameplay remains the same from adventure <laughs> from adventure mode, and all characters entering the Fallout Fuck You First private worlds must be existing characters. Only the dumbass who bought this membership who owns the private world is required to be a Fallout Fuck You First slave. Head into your private world, open your social menu once you're inside our buggy beta ver version of a game, and start inviting your friends to kick out to kick off the ass pounding. You can also create a squad outside of the private world and then switch it to the switch it to switch to it to bring everyone along at once because everyone will do that. Should the idiot owner of the private world leave, the world will still stay active as long as other dumb fuck player in the world is a Fallout fuck you first slave. Uh yeah. and then it just goes it on. It goes and on, on like and that. On. But uh, yeah, so no, they weren't able to to snatch the uh, IP for that before somebody got it. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty great. Mm -hmm. That's pretty great. It's, it's not much. It's like the it's like the the little cherry on top, I think. Yeah. But I think it it does does something to. Um... I, I don't know the fact the fact that you pay like here take a hundred dollars to delete all my in game items, mm -hmm. please. That's that's <laughs> the thing that. That's is... the the meat of the thing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to start off with, because I saw that, and then I, I saw, um, on the Gymquisition yesterday, the first thing about it, and then I saw the other thing, like, yesterday while just scrolling through Facebook, oh, earlier today while scrolling through Facebook, mm -hmm. and I was just like, holy shit, like, this is the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> it's, it's amazing how bad this game is. It's the goose that lays the shitty egg. It's the, <laughs> it's the goose that lays shit. <laughs> Which I realize that all these shit, but this one, like, it's special this shit. This one just shits. It doesn't do anything It doesn't do anything else. It just shits forever. Oh, God. Uh. Meanwhile, Untitled Goose Game continues to be awesome. Mm -hmm. um, and I paid, like, 15 bucks for that. And it continues to make me, make me smile mm -hmm. every time. Um, yeah. So that's starting off strong. That is, or starting off with something. Starting least. off with something, but it's not what Elise wanted to talk about. No. Elise clearly had no interest in this at all. <laughs> so what is it that you would like to talk about? 
This is a rough time of year for us. Like, <laughs> I gotcha. Uh, yeah. and, and at least, I don't know. We've been, I don't know, we've been watching Star Trek. We finished um, season two of DS9. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I watched, I finished watching Infinity Train. Oh, oh God. Uh, which everybody is really excited for. So I don't know how much I want to talk about it because um, it'd be nice to get into spoilers, but um, but I want to get into spoilers with you two since yeah. you probably want to watch it. I need to find a way to actually watch it um, because as pirating, far- pirating, probably uh, <laughs> it mean, might be on Hulu, actually, because I think Cartoon Network and Hulu have a no, because Cartoon Network is fucking stupid and doesn't like know how to do good streaming service uh, like, they had it for a while like adventure time was on there for yeah. a long while and we bear bears we bear bears i don't think they're on there anymore though i'll have to look, oh, look. that sucks i know because the cartoon network was like we bear bears used to be on netflix yeah i think it's back on netflix, back again, on netflix? at least some of it um well i don't know how to watch it's the whole thing is a little less than two hours okay um, it's in like eleven minute videos. So buy okay. this forty dollar Blu ray box. Yeah, so you can yeah, watch yeah. it. That's Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. That's probably what it's gonna end up being. Um, it's I don't know. It's really great. It's really fucking weird. Um, and it makes you feel a lot of feelings. Yeah, I saw. Especially like it's it's all happy happy go times until it isn't. And then the last three episodes, and you're like, oh. Because I, I remember back when, like, the, the pilot yeah. was yeah. released on, yeah. on YouTube. I, I watched, I which the pilot is actually, times. like, the third episode. Huh. Makes sense. Um, yeah, it does kind of start clearly, in the middle. Yeah, it's clearly in the middle of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but for those of you who don't know, the, the pilot is, if you've watched the Corgi cartoon that got shared around the internet, I think about, like, two years ago. Something um, like that, yeah. It was shared constantly. And it was basically like this girl, this redhead girl and her robot friend stumble upon a land that is run by corgis called Corgdinia. And you have the king of the corgis named Atticus. And um, who is voiced by someone. I, every is time it I, Keith David? It might be Keith David. Because <laughs> I was great. like, I think that's Keith David. <laughs> like as we we're watching the whole thing. Anyway, so... Um, so she ends up at the island. The island's being ravaged by a cyborg monster. Um, you find out, figure out that she's like on a train, and there's like a lot of weird. Anyway, everything gets explained. Everything gets really tied up, like very nice and neat, uh, oh. which is really cool. But no, it is not a Keith David. No, but it is. It is the other man with the sultry voice from all of your favorite 80s movies, Ernie Kurt Hudson. Russell? Oh. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So anyway, so the, and I think John Oliver is one half of the robot. Because the robot has, uh, the the robot is called One One. Oh, yeah. And no, there's Sad One and Glad One. It's Owen mm. Dennis and Jeremy Crutchley. Oh, okay. Never mind. Um... I love the robot. <laughs> I love the show. The show is really good. Um, but it's like really hard to talk about. Yeah. I guess so like, I guess like an over, like without getting into spoilers, I guess the overview it opens on like this girl named Tulip whose parents are going through a divorce. Um, so this is all stuff that's explained within the first episode. Her parents are going through a divorce. Um, she's really into, video games and coding and she's supposed to go to like a coding camp for the weekend 
Um, and her dad, like, fucks up and can't take her to the coding camp. And she gets into an argument with her mom. And um, they, she ends up, like, she lives, she lives in, like, the middle of, she, she lives, like, in the Midwest. And it's really snowy. And so she decides, like, fuck it. I'm just going to go, I'm going to go figure this out on my own. And so she, like, runs away from home so she can go to her coding camp. And at some point ends up on the infinity train. Um, and she somehow ends up on the infinity train and where she meets the robot and everything's going wrong, basically. And so it's kind of interesting. It's sort of like, is the infinity train like a metaphor for purgatory? Is she in a coma? And like all those questions, it's like, fuck those questions. We're going to talk about feelings. (laughs) Um, we're going to talk about feelings and empathy, and how other people have their own shit going on. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, I think it's a really good cartoon. Like, it is it is an excellently well-made, well-written. Like, she is a 13-year-old girl. Like, she is a middle, like late middle school, early high school. It's very grounded. Like, all of her emotions are very grounded in reality. All of her mannerisms and vocal qualities are very grounded in reality. Um, so that's really cool. And I think it's like a really like, man, if you need to talk to some middle schoolers or some high or some young high school kids about like empathy, accepting life as it is rather than like how you would like it to be. A hundred percent infinity train needs mm-hmm. to be like required watching. Um, and it's like less than two hours. The problem is it's like really hard. You can't like sit down and watch an episode. So we I, I ended up watching it with a group of friends of mine and we watched like the first five of I think it's eleven episodes ten or eleven episodes. And so we watched like half of it one week and then the second half the other week. Um but it's definitely it's it's interesting that it's 10 minute bites um because you really do kind of have to watch it as like a movie mm-hmm. um to get the kind of full effect and i sort of want to go back and re-watch it because i feel like there's a lot of nuance that i missed out on my first time viewing it's like over the garden wall yeah yeah and it's like if you definitely just watch it for like the corgis <laughs> is that um, is that what brought you to it? yeah no that's like what like i was interested in it because i saw like because i'm a huge fan of corgis and mm-hmm. it was getting shared a lot of like in i don't know corgi tube mm-hmm. corgi book <laughs> like corgi book you know people who they're they're like you can make a shit ton of money pretty much just posting pictures and videos of your corgis on facebook and instagram is what i've learned and um which is why i need a corgi but uh <laughs> so so anyway so like the pilot episode <laughs> the pilot episode which featured the which was about the corgis ended up getting and so that's how i i saw it first um and and but oh dear god it is so much more than adorable corgis okay being adorable um well we'll have to find some way to watch it before the next time yeah if possible yeah because i it's definitely something that i'd really like to talk to people like in Mm -hmm. depth about yeah other than just like oh god all the feelings (laughs) (laughs) all right Um, I don't know. So we uh, we did um, also you know you know at the same day that you go off to watch things with your group of friends, Mm -hmm. Nick and I, Mm -hmm. I I 
clamber up from the the basement. The basement. <laughs> uh, and uh, I love how this implies that like Nick and I own a house. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, funny. which I love it. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's the best. Yeah, internet land. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we own a house. Yeah, and you keep your editor in the basement. Um, where she belongs. <laughs> so. We watch horror movies, mm-hmm. and uh, I watched the third uh, Evil Dead movie for the first time. Yep. Which, it was shit. Yeah, because every year it's been like watching a new Evil Dead movie. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Those are like some of the few horror movies that I like. Yeah. I realized when I watched this, I was like, oh man, this this uh, this can't be the best version uh, of it that there is. And then I looked, and then I'm like, oh man, Shout Factory came out with a, with a two-disc one. Because I... Uh, my Blu-ray, my DVD set has the two different versions of the movie, mm-hmm. and I assume that the Blu-ray had it too that I bought. Um, With the other ending? Well, it has the other ending because you it, showed me that. Yes, but there's there are other scenes that aren't in the theatrical cut, uh-huh. so I'm gonna have to buy Army of Darkness for a third time, probably next year, it's time okay. for next Halloween, so I can watch the the director's cut version. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> um, so we did watch that. We One also. Time? third time something like that we also watched um i i just i enjoyed it <laughs> although i had more time nitpicking the historics of it yeah um, to which i kept saying like <laughs> oh you can't do that you'd be yeah like you just you just need to enjoy it what army of darkness has historical yeah. inaccuracy what no, I, I think the, the thing that he I said basically is, takes like a boom boom stick to a to a ren fair yeah. like that's that's literally <laughs> the much. plot of that movie, mm-hmm. and kind of why I love it yeah. honestly. Like, what did you say though? Oh, uh, what what I said about it when like you kept making comments about it, and I'm like, look, this isn't Ridley Scott in Kingdom of Heaven, okay? Like, it's not <laughs> just going to be this really like long historical epic. Look, with, if like, you're gonna make if you're gonna people. make King Earth or like a Connecticut Yankee in King Earth's court into a horror movie, at least make it a little bit more accurate than Ren Fair, but yeah. It's whatever. It was it's, fun. It's not King Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court. As I was telling you, no. it is the dumbest man from 1993. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> goes to um oh god, winds up in an Errol Flynn movie. Mm-hmm. But um but no, it was fun. It was fun. And um, although I, I do think I like the second one better. A lot of people like the second one the best. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, my favorite is the first. Okay. Um, although Army of Darkness holds a special place in my heart because I guess I think you could probably trace that to being the genesis of how I became a horror hound. Because I think I saw it on Sci-Fi Channel when I was a kid around Halloween. Mm-hmm. And then when I was in high school, I was like, wait. That actually is, like, the third movie in a trilogy, and so I, like, hunted down Evil Dead, Mm -hmm. and I watched Evil Dead for the first time when I was in high school, and it was a life-changing experience, Mm. and that was basically the first first horror movie that I watched that I loved. I watched that movie so many goddamn times, and I've watched it, like, with all of the audio commentaries I've been able to track down, and I know, like, so now I can do the audio commentary when I watch the movie without it, to Mm -hmm. the point where it's, like... Did you know that for this shot, Sam Raimi was hanging upside down from the rafters and he was just doing a backwards crunch to get this camera shot? <laughs> do you, do you hear this every time you watch this thing? Yep. <laughs> You're going to do it again? Come on. <laughs> Uh, the husband. Uh, yep. 
Uh, so what else did we watch that night? We watched uh, Prince of Darkness. So we watched Army of Darkness and Prince of Darkness. That's right, Prince of Darkness. Which you didn't know what quite what to make of, which I think is I a did. fair reaction. And I still don't really. like That movie's weird. It's... Hmm. Yeah, it's it's weird in a way that, like... All right, so so, <laughs> I wa- we watched. I think last year we watched um, John Carpenter's in the, in the Mouth of Madness, which I really loved. Like yes. I would watch that again in a heartbeat. This one, though, I don't know. I just between the three in the so-called apocalypse trilogy, mm-hmm. I definitely feel like it's the weakest. Yeah, but at the same time, I feel like it is criminally underrated um, in terms of John Carpenter's output. Because, like, everyone talks about The Thing, everyone talks about um, Halloween, everyone talks about Escape from New York. Less people talk about In the Mouth of Madness, which is unfortunate. But, but, I mean, among a certain group Mm -hmm. of people, In the Mouth of Madness is very well revered. I think it is probably the best Lovecraftian horror movie ever made. Mm -hmm. Um, Except for maybe Reanimator. Um, but that that works on a different level. Mm-hmm. In the mouth, like in the mouth of madness, is more like cosmic horror. Playing it straight, yeah. right? Um, but this one, it's it's more kind of. I mean, you. Ta- I think you talked about it on the podcast last year. I think you watched I think it. I last did year. watch it again because uh, I bought it last year. Yeah, and so you watched it and talked about your thoughts on it. And so I'm not sure really what else to add because like I don't want to just go retread ground about what happens in it. Yeah, but like. Because, like, it's trying to, it's trying, like, I'm not sure exactly what it's trying to say about, like, because, like, it goes back and forth between this, like, very atheistic kind of look at the world and then this very, you know, religious look at the world. It, it's, it's and trying, it's trying to, to blend the both. Too, yeah. Yeah. That, and that's what I find interesting mm-hmm. about it is it's like, well, what if the devil were real and also it was alien goo? Uh-huh. <laughs> So, that yeah, possesses I, Alice Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> but I really, I really don't know. Yeah, it's it's a movie, and I I feel like some of it is it it is definitely a movie that is worth rewatching mm-hmm. because I really had that same. In, like I remember the first time I watched that movie in college, I kind of had the same reaction of you as, of. Okay, <laughs> like I definitely and I definitely was like. There were things that I liked about it, even after that first viewing. Like, mm-hmm. I think the stuff with the mirror is really cool and really scary. Like, that that movie kind of ruined mirrors for me for a while. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but I don't know. I've seen stuff with mirrors before. I, I have, too, but I also, I don't know, I just, I like it. I like the image of when, like, the woman's reaching into the mirror and that thing is reaching back for her. Mm-hmm. That's really neat. Um, and I like the last shot of the movie where the protagonist wakes up from that dream mm-hmm. and he's reaching out for the mirror and like before his hand touches it, it just cuts to credits because uh-huh. it's like, what the fuck happened? Also, is it supposed to be set contemporary or is it supposed to be set like around the turn of the millennium? Because the, the dream sequence keeps referencing like the year 1999. Yes. Is it supposed to be then, or is yes. it supposed to be like a premonition of things? It's a premonition of things. To, yeah. So you, oh, so you, you didn't hear what they were saying in the dream then. I, I because, tried to make it out, but it's always distorted. So yeah, it is distorted, but it, they play it enough times that you mm-hmm. can kind of pick it up. Mm-hmm. So what the dream is basically saying is, um, 
are we are we're sending this message from the fu- from your future mm-hmm. um uh our technology uh is not advanced enough that we can send this as a conscious thought so it is being tri- submitted like subconsciously mm-hmm. um you're receiving it as a dream uh we're transmitting from the year one nine and then like the first time you hear it it cuts out yeah and then that eventually it gets to nine 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 yeah yeah but because the film, I think, was made in like eighty six. So say. I'm, I was wondering, is this something that's hinting at like a future event? It is. Okay. It is right. because like, and and as the move, because as the movie goes on, it's like setting a more established time frame for when does this thing get out? Okay. Um, and so at the end of the movie, the dream changes. Did you notice oh, that? I didn't notice that. Okay, no. because before when it was showing the front of the church, it's uh, just a kind of a a figure like a an indistinct black figure in like a black robe mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. at the doors of the church so yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the indicate the the implication is that this is the thing in the basement has taken human form and is now free upon the earth mm-hmm. and so like everything's fucked um in the last dream when you actually hear this is the year 1999 or 1999 yeah um it's the woman who falls through the mirror Okay. So it's that same actress. Gotcha. I had thought that it had basically been that same picture, but she pulls back the cloak to reveal no, her. No, it is a different it's image. a different image? It's okay. a different person. All right. So it's not that you stopped it. It's that you just maybe delayed it a little bit and changed the form it was going to take. Gotcha, gotcha. So that that was that's what that ending meant. Okay. Anyway, that's a... I don't know. I like that movie. Like I said, I feel like it's underrated. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not his best work. Um, and again, like I said, of the three apocalypse movies, so-called apocalypse movies, it's definitely the weakest. Mm-hmm. Um, like, cause when you compare it to the thing or in the mouth of madness, like very few things can like very few horror movies compared to those two. Yeah. But I think it is a worthy inclusion in that group. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's just my opinion. Though. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, uh, so we did, um, we did watch those, and then yesterday, not yesterday, day before two days before, yeah, uh, we watched... Brides of Dracula, the Hammer horror film? We did, yes. Uh, which I hadn't watched the original Dracula horror I, film. I still haven't. Oh, well, this the original Dracula Hammer film. Which yeah. Is, apparently, Brides of Dracula is the second one. Makes we, sense. We were unsure about that, and they made, like, seven, I think. Um, but this one was... It wasn't even a Dracula movie. They call it Brides of Dracula, but Dracula's not in the movie. No, it's Brides of this, like, fucking ponce. And it's not even Brides. It is a, there's a single Bride. Well, it's there's more like fiancé conc- of this other fi- guy. Fiancé and concubines? Or is just he? No. victims? He's, he's collecting women. He is collecting women. I guess what that's true. What the fuck was this? I, that's... Oh, there was a, a stack of stuff I'm supposed to take to Goodwill. Oh, uh, okay. And it just fell over. I heard a bang earlier today. Was that something else falling down in your apartment? I don't know. Probably. Okay. Alright. I, I the don't... basement gets loud sometimes. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. Uh, Brides of Dracula. Brides of Dracula. Starring the the late, great Peter Cushing. Mm-hmm. Um, as Dr. Van Helsing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really the only thing that connects it to Dracula is... At this 
Like, I guess Dr. Van Helsing is just, just riding around Europe, killing vampires. bopping around the Austro-Hungarian Empire, just ridding them of their vampire Is that problem. where he's supposed to be? It's Transylvania, which is in but the no, Austro-Hungarian Empire. But is he in Transylvania? They in mention movie? it at the beginning. Oh, they? Okay. Yeah, they say Transylvania, land of mountains and forests. Okay. And bo- like, they, they do a whole spiel about it. I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, yeah, that's true. They do mention that. And yeah. then it's like, it doesn't, so it's like, is Transylvania just riddled with vampires? Transylvania. Like, like, is every, is every nobleman in Transylvania a vampire? I mean, every nobleman. Nobleman is like a bastard, so that's yeah. That's true, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the, the metaphor works. Uh-huh. They suck the excess value from the peasant's labor. Yeah. Hence um, why Marx used it. Yeah. Uh, but the. But yeah, no, I, it was like they had very British accents for Transylvania, mm-hmm. but no, it was, it was Transylvania. And all the, like, all the signage was in, like, German or yeah. Hungarian, and so, yeah. Um. I want to see, like, fucking Franz, like, Arch- Archduke Franz Ferdinand versus Dracula. <laughs> or something like that. Like well. The Black Hand versus Dracula. <laughs> the Black Hand versus Dracula. Dude, no, that would be great. I would love to see that. Yeah. That would be, like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, Franz, that's the, that's, no, that's no, the Black No, Franz Ferdinand is, is a Dracula. The Dracula. He is the Dracula, and the Black Hand, Princip <laughs> is, Princip is a vampire hunter. <laughs> And they start World War One no, incidentally, no, no. Prince but no, Princep, Prince but he's not the head vampire. He's not. Runner. He's not. No, no, no. He's, he's the lackey. Yeah, he's. He the takes lackey. the fall. He's the fall guy. No, no, no. He's the one who actually does it. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. everyone else fucks it up. Okay. It, like it gets down to him, and it's <laughs> like, it, it's if it's either me or this darkness will spread across all of Europe. <laughs> oh my God! Somebody make this movie right now. <laughs> I want to see that. Uh, who would you Who would you tag to be the uh, French Ferdinand? And who would you tag to be oh, uh, Princep? Oh God! Um, I know he's already played Dracula, but all I can think of right now is Gary Oldman. Okay, um, that might be why I'm thinking about <laughs> <laughs> to play Franz Ferdinand. Or to play Franz Ferdinand, yeah. yeah. And Princep, um, uh, oh God, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Anyway, um, speaking of movies, uh, we we watched that. Um, Anyway, it's it's a fun hammer horror film. Yeah. What do you expect? There's not much we can really say about no, it. No, oh, there, there is. is. Oh yeah, <laughs> there absolutely is. Okay, um, say say what you were gonna say, and I'll say what I was gonna say. I think I know what you're gonna say. Okay, is the chain fight? Oh no, I wasn't gonna mention oh, you that. Talk about the chain no, fight? talk about the chain no, fight. No, it turns it. It fucking this movie turns into like West Side Story or like Blackboard Jungle for thirty yeah, seconds. Yeah, this this nobleman. Because, like, one of the fights between uh, Van Helsing and the uh, the not Dracula and, and the not Dracula. Not Dracula like shows up and is like, oh man, what kind of vampire powers is he gonna use to fight Van Helsing? <laughs> and he he just kind of grins and he lifts up his cape and he has a fucking length of chain. <laughs> And he just, like, starts swinging it around his head. <laughs> I don't know if he had it underneath his cape, but he, like, picks no, it up. No, he absolutely had it underneath his cape. Did he? He brought it. I... He brought this chain to this castle. I had thought, no, he went in the castle. They were in, they were in the end, right? right it, was at, right. it was at the mill. Right, it was at the church. So... Yeah, that's right. But he brought it to there with the full intention of just whacking this Dutchman across <laughs> the head with it. Uh... <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. The thing I was going to bring up was how he defeats him in the end, which is through the the cross. Oh yeah, where the, the shadow of the, the shadow of the windmill turns, turns into a cross, into a cross and kills him somehow. Which you know that's that's something that we had a, a serious discussion about afterwards. But seriously though, yeah, 
how does this work? Yeah. Like, does it have to be a, f- a specific religious just a, symbol? Just anything that looks like a cross. Anything that, so, like, a they window pane. X's. They just hate the T, letter T. They hate the letter T. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really, it's really hard to say those uh, labial fricatives if you have fangs. What if you were to, like, do the Jesus fish? Like, would that, <laughs> would that do the same thing? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, they just, like, there's a, there, there's, there's a, uh... There's a vampire hunting down a minivan full of kids, and it's got like all the it's got the little <laughs> stick figure family, but they're all the little uh, Jesus fish. <laughs> oh no! Uh. Uh, and then like we were talking about more seriously, like about why is it that vampires hate crosses? Mm. And yeah, I don't know if we want to bring seriousness into this or not, but uh, I think I don't know. I think it's an interesting question mm-hmm. because it's like yeah. Why does the shadow of a windmill? Yeah. <laughs> so, because it happens to look like a cross defeats him. So, like, in the original Slavic myths, of course, vampirism is considered something of, like, being damned by God. Mm-hmm. And so it's something where you're, you're not in God's grace, and so the, the cross, the power of holiness, is something yeah. that repulses it. It doesn't harm it, it just repulses it. Yeah. Uh, and... You know, if you wanted to take more of a scientific approach to vampires, which, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily this movie, but other, others have taken. Yeah. Um, what is it about that that affects them? And there are kind of two schools of thought, or three schools of thought, really. One is the original, which is that, yes, being a vampire is a, like, curse. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's the, through the grace of God that you're defeating them. But the more scientific explanation of it is like a disease or like a parasite that's passed from, through the blood. Yeah. Um, what is it about that? And one of my favorite kind of theories is the idea that it reflects not so much the power of the person wielding the cross, but the beliefs of the per vampire in life. Yeah. So if the person was very religious in li- life, then basically the, the cross and other religious paraphernalia uh, reminds them of their unholiness. And the fact that they no longer are, you know, who they could have been. Which I think is kind of what they do in uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Speaking I think of they the do. One, yeah. Is it, well, you see, you've seen that one, right, Elise? Bram Stoker's Dracula with Gary Oldman. We watched that one together a few years ago, right? We're talking Drac. We're talking <laughs> we're Dracula. We're talking about Draculas. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you you don't have any interest. We're talking about we're talking about crosses and shit. All right. Um. But like, but like, what do you do with? a like a jewish vampire or like a muslim vampire is like you you have to kind of tailor it more to their particular thoughts um otherwise it's just basically proving that christianity is right which (laughs) you know i don't know i have objections to um but it's something that i and then like the, the other option is that it doesn't, yeah. and that it's like a myth that got kind of yeah, later inflated. Yeah, that's one that, that shows up in a lot of fiction, mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, we don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, There's also, um, I don't know, I like the one that it's like, the, it, it's the belief, of, and we you talked, mm-hmm. I think you mentioned this one already, yeah, yeah. but the belief, like, just the power of belief uh-huh. is the thing that hurts it. Um, which I like, because it's kind of like, you know, Pennywise in, in it. That, like, because it feeds off of this essential part of yourself, mm-hmm. that, like, your mind kind of has some degree of power over it. Like, they, that's a two-way street. If the, if the vampire can take stuff from you, like, gotcha. you can give stuff to the vampire. So, 
if you believe you can hurt it, you're actually, like, through believing you hurting it, it's actually hurting it. Perhaps, but there's also people, like, running away believing that they can escape, and that doesn't make it any less more likely for them to escape. Yeah, I guess, but, I mean, I think there's the, the act of, like, actually standing up towards it. Mm. Like, if you're running away, it's because you probably don't think you can do anything. They're, like, that's too powerful for you. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if you're standing up and facing it... But then there's the idea of someone just shooting it with a gun and belief that they can kill it because they think it's a person, and then that does nothing, too. Possibly. So, yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know. It worked for Batman. Did That's right. Batman, Batman did shoot Dracula. Dracula with a forty five. That's right. <laughs> um, there's... Uh, the other one that I've seen that's a, from a really shitty movie, but I think it's an interesting spin on it, mm -hmm. and I, I think it's Dracula 2000, which is god-awful, and no one should ever watch it. <laughs> but it has one really good idea in it, which is that Dracula is actually just Judas Iscariot, mm. and that's why the cross hurts him. Ah. And that's also why things like silver is, like, so in a lot of vampire lore, is a bad thing. I've... Yeah, I've, I've noticed that silver gets conflated with vampires when, like, it's more kind it's, of the, it's the werewolf, werewolf thing. thing. But, but it, in, some, in some, like, silver is a thing, because mm -hmm. it's, like, a holy metal, I guess. Um, there's also um, the thing about, like, having to count coins, which kind of works with the Judas angle, too. Yeah. I don't know. I like or it. Or just, I th yeah, it's, being it's, compulsive it's counter. It's stupid. Mm -hmm. It is a really <laughs> stupid movie, but it's like, that's kind of neat. That's mm -hmm. like a, that's a clever twist. I like that. Yeah. Um, and they don't reveal that until, like, the very end. It's like, oh, this is why this is. Because, mm. um, like, because there are some versions of, this, of the, the crucifixion story where after the crucifixion, um, Judas hangs himself. And so it's basically, Judas hangs himself, and then he didn't die, mm -hmm. is what this is. Like, God just curses him to live forever instead. Um, which, I don't know. I like that one. I think yeah. it's neat. Uh, I don't know. Have we watched... What else have we been... Oh, Elise, we've been... Speaking, there's vampire things you can talk about. Because we've been watching What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, I do like that. <laughs> <laughs> Are you just, like, refusing to participate in October? <laughs> like, is that what's happening? Listen. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm just, the I'm not. The scariness. I'm not feeling spooky not feeling season. Spooky? I'm not. I'm not feeling spooky season this year. <laughs> I'm not. It's not doing it for me. No, I'm sorry. The, yeah. I've not been participating in as much as I usually do. and Which is, you know. Considering how much we just talked about vampires and shit, like, <laughs> maybe surprising to some people, but maybe less surprising to others. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you don't want to talk about that, because I haven't watched the new series. Yeah, you you should so watch it. I want to watch that. It's is it available on it Netflix? Funny. It's on uh, Hulu. Hulu, okay. Yeah. Then I'll have to borrow your Hulu. Yeah. Or something yeah. Like that. It is. God, it's it's so fucking funny. Um, the latest episode that we watched. Mm -hmm. Is probably the best one so far. Okay. Um, because it fe Doug Jones is like the head vampire. Mm -hmm. um, who he's if you don't know who Doug Jones is, he's the guy who played um, um, Ape Sapien in the Hellboy movies. Uh, he was the Pale Man in uh, Pan's Labyrinth. He was the fish creature in Shape of Water. Like basically, he was is there he a was tall, thin, weird monster you want in yeah. your movie. Doug Jones will do he it. He played Slenderman in he that terrible Marvel Hornets movie. He did play Slenderman in that movie. terrible Slenderman movie. I forgot about yeah. that. In that terrible Marvel Hornets movie. Um, he was also um, what else was he in? He 
He was in, there, there was another, oh, he was in John Dies at the End. That's right, he was. Um, which was okay, an okay film adaptation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but God, yeah, no, so he's the head vampire. And he's been, a, he shows up in episode one, and then he's asleep in his coffin through most of the rest of the first season. And then he comes back out towards the end of the season and wants to go out for a night on the town. Okay. And the other vampires are like, look, he's going to hate us because we haven't conquered North America yet. And that's the one thing that he asked us to do. <laughs> so we should just kill him, right? We should just kill him. <laughs> and then they go out and they start, um, like, he just is acting weird. <laughs> um, and just starts, like, feeding on people. But since it's... New York City in the middle of the night, like, most of the people who are out wandering around have been drinking or doing drugs. Ah. And so they just all end up, like, shit-faced and, like, doing karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a part where he he's uh, he starts insisting that he wants to try a pizza pie, but there's a, <laughs> there's a thing in, the, in what we do in the Shadows universe where human food makes vampires like violently vomit mm-hmm. and so he b- takes a bite of the pizza and he's like oh well the garlic burns a little bit but it's still pretty good and then he just starts throwing up and it's just oh, like no. a, a jet stream oh, and he's no. flying around the air oh no it's ridiculous i need to watch this it is it is so good like the movie is hilarious and i was kind of a little bit worried that it's like oh they're just gonna try to recreate the movie they're absolutely not and they they i think they knew that Mm -hmm. because it is entirely different characters in an entirely different part of the world Mm -hmm. um with very different dynamics yeah and there's like you can see some similarities in some of the characters i suppose but like I don't know, Matt Barry's character is is the fucking best. <laughs> is he the one that was Sanchez and? Uh... No, he's the he's the one who's um uh Garth Marenghi. Was he Garth Marenghi or I... was he Sanchez? Or maybe Garth... no, maybe he was Sanchez. Yeah, because I don't think the actor that played Garth Marenghi has really been doing much since that. But the one that played Sanchez, I think it's that one. He's been doing quite a bit. Yeah, no, you're right. I think that is yeah. uh, Matt Barry. Um. Oh yeah, he's also in Toast of London, which I still haven't seen. Didn't we watch like an episode or two of that? Did we? I don't know. Anyway, um, is that a series or is that something? We watched something else with him in it. Oh, he's also in Disenchantment. He is. Yeah, he's the pig. He's the pig. Yeah. Yep. Uh, speaking of which, that series second season came out, which I still have yet to watch, although my sister is watching. We it. we've watched it. Yeah. Um, it's good. I it's I, I feel like it's better than season one. At least we yeah. Can up on that. Yeah. Because like season one kind of takes forever to get going, and this is like oh plot. Here okay. We go. Story. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I'll I'll get around to it eventually. Um, although. Not to not to just kind of like veer off to the side, um. But speaking of things I want to watch, mm-hmm. uh. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Uh, not to, like, make plans on air. Uh, I was going to go out to watch The Lighthouse. Shit. Would I... you like to join me in that? Oh, I'll have to figure it out. Okay. Um, he's Yeah, he's Todd, Todd River. Oh, wait. Oh, that's... Uh, no, that's the actor's name. Todd Rivers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Dr. Lucian Sanchez. That mm-hmm. is him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... But yeah, so the lighthouse, which I know very little about intentionally, so other than it is, other than it is the fact that it is directed by the director of the witch, yes, and it star it has um, 
what's his face? Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. And, and um, oh god, what the fuck is his name? Cullen. Yeah. Edward um, Cullen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Oh god, what is that actor's name, Elise? Edward Cullen. Uh. Twilight. Um. Fucking. Patterson. Patterson. Uh, Robert Patterson. Robert Patterson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who is so good in everything else I've seen him in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know anything about it. I don't want to know anything about it. I want to go into that theater completely like in the dark. But would you like to join me for that? I, well, again, I would I would love to. Let me see if I can make it happen. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, so is that... Is it coming out? I thought it was coming out next week. Uh, the 25th, it's oh, nationwide. That... Okay, cool. So I think I think it's, it's my first day that I have off. And so it's the first day I really can actually go watch it. Um... Have you at least seen the first trailer for it? I think I have. Yes. God, I just love the um, Willem Dafoe. Why don't you spill the beans? <laughs> <laughs> just like repeating over and over again. <laughs> oh, God. It's great. Sounds like it's going to be something. Uh, I cannot wait. I've been waiting for this movie for like a solid year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So, so that's something to look forward to. Maybe if we're lucky, you'll be able to hear about it in the next podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but did we have anything else you wanted to talk about, or do we want to? We're, we're not quite to an hour, but uh... Uh, I beat uh, Control. Oh, you beat it! Uh, well, I got to credits. You got to credits. Okay. Um, and there's still like post game stuff. Like there's a there's an optional boss that I haven't beaten yet. Where I'm like, oh, I'm gonna I'll come back when I have maximum health, and then I'll be able to beat it. And it's still kicking my ass. Oh and no! Just like Ugh. it's a uh, mold one. Have you seen them fight that? No. No, no, no. I I actually kind of stopped watching the playthrough. Oh, I just. God. Haven't had the time. The game gets so fucking wild. Um, it's it gets wild. Like it gets really wild. Um, there is a part I remember when I was first hearing people talking about it. I was hearing um, Super Beast mm-hmm. talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the big one of the things that they said is like, oh, I've been told. I had been told when I started playing it. There's a there's an option for streamers to turn off. Um, all licensed music in the game mm-hmm. so that way you know you don't get dinged yeah in, like for, for copyright and everyone was saying there's one part and you will know it when you get to it where you want to turn that that option off so that you can get the music okay and i got to that part and i was like holy shit this is amazing what was it um so have you seen the ashtray maze no okay so you can find it kind of early in the game or or way earlier than you need to go there it's a little maze. It, you go in. It looks kind of like this, like sitting room. Like it's got this red, like wallpaper and these leather chairs and like little tables with ashtrays on them. And as you walk in, walls melt away. Oh and yes. Walls open okay. Yeah. 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 No, I'm okay. familiar with this. So you can't go through there. If you go in there at a, before a certain point in the game, it'll just take you around and around and around the circle. Mm-hmm eventually you'll have to go through there. And when you realize you can't go through, you're like, oh, well, I have to find Ati. Mm-hmm. Who's on vacation. Of course. So you go and find Ati who's on vacation. And he's like, okay, I'll help you through. Here, take my Walkman. Like, you know how he has that stupid fucking Walkman? Mm-hmm. He gives that to you. Okay. That's the way to get through the maze. And so you go back to the maze and you put the headphones on and as soon as she puts the headphones on, this awesome, like, metal song starts <laughs> with, 
uh, take control. <laughs> it's like this like Swedish metal band <laughs> like, singing in this really heavy accent. And you walk in and it opens up to you and all of the hiss start pouring out. So it's this huge, crazy action scene where you're running down these corridors that are constantly shifting with mm-hmm. this awesome music playing in the background <laughs> the entire time you go through. And it's just like, this is the best part of the entire game. <laughs> it's amazing. And so, like, you know, you're walking and, like, the floor drops out from beneath you. And so you jump and the door opens up ahead and you float over there. <laughs> it's like, oh, it is just so incredible. Like, everything in the game, like... The end of the game is not as cool as that. Okay. Like, that is the single coolest part in the entire game. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but yeah, I looked up the band afterwards. They're the uh, the go- old gods of Asgard. Ah. Um, Did you then buy their vinyls? I have not yet, but I will probably do that <laughs> when I have the money, uh-huh. if I can find it. Because uh-huh. um, I have not been able to really find a whole lot of their stuff for sale. Mm. Um, you also watched the, the Easter egg I sent you. About, about, uh, dynamite. Oh yeah. no! I don't think I don't know if you ever did. You send that? To I me? I sent I put it on your Facebook page. I, and you liked I did it. find the video. Oh, you found it. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 So I I did wa- I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched him dancing around and singing, <laughs> which was pretty great. I liked it because it's one of my favorite like '70s songs. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, but yeah, okay. So you you finished. You got to credits. I got to credits. There's oh. I, I got to credits twice, I should say. Oh, okay. Because there is a false ending in the game. Ooh. That's, I don't want to spoil it, but man, is it good. <laughs> it's really good, because <laughs> it is a downer. Aw. <laughs> and, like, they start rolling the credits, and for a moment, I'm like, that was it? That can't be it. That can't be how this ends. And then it wasn't. And then you look... And if you were looking closely at the credits, it starts very subtly at first, but the credits start to mess up. So, like, you'll see a character's name, and the actor is played by Leave. (laughs) Head director, Leave. (laughs) (laughs) And then it starts repeating some of the chant that the hiss says throughout the game. Uh And that just becomes the screen, and it all starts blurring together. So do you have to, like, press forward or something? No, you just have to sit there and watch it for a while, and Uh then it comes back. But it comes back different. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm not going to say how it comes back different, but you, you you have to do some really ridiculous shit for a while before you get back to the gameplay proper. Gotcha, which gotcha. Is, it, that was pretty fun, too. Um, and I was like, did I get a bad ending? Like, I was really concerned. Not since um, Eternal Darkness has a game fucked with me that much. Not Not even the Metal Gear Solid 2? I play. I'm pretty sure I played Eternal Darkness after Metal Gear Solid ah, gotcha. Two. Okay, um, but Eternal Darkness, uh, they they do a lot of the same shit. Like mm-hmm. they do, they both do the thing where it cuts back to video. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I I think it because it didn't mess with me that much. But when I did get there was once or twice where there was like a fake death in Eternal Darkness where I thought I triggered an actual game over and I was like, mm. ah, like really <laughs> frustrated. And then I'm like, oh no, that was a sanity effect. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, yeah, no, it was, it really got me because I did not know it was coming. <laughs> um, I, I hadn't heard anyone say anything about it. And then when I got to it, I'm like, that was good. <laughs> I really liked that. Oh, good. Uh, well, now you've you've been the one to spoil it for everybody. Yeah, I don't I don't care because I was really excited. About yeah, it. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Um, but 
I don't know. I I want to see what else there is to it, and I'm looking forward to the expansion coming out because you see a little bit of where the expansion is, because the expansion is called the Foundation, uh-huh. and the Foundation is where Ati went on vacation. Oh. So you do get to see a little bit of it, and it's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and you see it a little bit, and then you leave. Okay. <laughs> it's like, okay. I'm looking. I'm really wanting to see what this is about next. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um. Yeah, no, oh. that was that was a really I don't know, I had a lot of fun with that game, um, and I will continue to have fun with it until I have gotten one hundred percent of all the stuff. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to go back to catch up on what I've missed because, like I say, I've haven't had a chance to really watch it. That's not true. I've had chances to watch it, but I've had busy with other stuff. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so. All right. Well, sounds like we've been able to keep busy this past yeah. couple of weekends, despite the. Uh, <laughs> Despite all the busyness Despite that we've been dealing the, with, yeah. all the all the actual all life the, that's happening. Yeah, uh, is there anything else that we wanted to add before it was uh, about time to kind of uh, call it? I for think that? I've talked about everything that I want to talk about. Um, I got nothing. <laughs> all right. Well, if that's the case, then thank you all for listening. Uh, I'm Alex. I'm Nick. I'm Elise. And this has been Some Nerds Have a Podcast, and we will see you. Or we won't see you at all, but you'll hear us again <laughs> in another two oh, weeks. We'll see you. <laughs> we'll always see, all see all you. <laughs> But by uh, downloading this podcast, you're giving us rights to turn on your uh, phone's camera. Yeah, even if you're not listening to yours on your phone, it's yeah, like yeah. your phone's on now. Yeah. And the cats are you know, running around. We've already seen everything. All right. We know. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>